Hi friends, it's Lexis. Welcome back to Flourishing in Faith. If you're on your daily walk, drive to work, slash school, or simply just making dinner, I pray that these conversations bring glory to God and ultimately draw you closer to Him. I decree that your relationship with Jesus will flourish and faithful fruit will be the evidence of that. I'm so excited for this week's episode because I have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guest, special guest on here, and it's Heidi Lee Anderson. I love her so much. I have found her through social media on Instagram, and she is a wonderful author. She's also a speaker, and she is just a wonderful woman of God, and I'm so blessed to have her on the podcast to talk about her new book, but also just to talk about what the Lord's teaching her in this current season. So without further ado, Welcome, Heidi. <laughs> Hi, Heidi. Hey. Yay. Okay, so I'm so excited to have wonderful Heidi on this podcast. Um, before we get started on the topic of her wonderful book that just came out, I would love to ask you, what is one of your favorite things currently? It could be, you know, from even a fashion product to your favorite Bible verse. Okay, that's a great question. Right now... I just discovered through a recommendation of a friend, Todd Decker, I had never read any of his books and I got in on the circle series and I have made my way around from black, red to white. And there's another one coming, but it's kind of like a Christian allegory, but meet fantasy, almost like Chronicles of Narnia before adults. And it is like blowing my mind. I cannot put it down and even at no last time, like into in past midnight I'm like I literally cannot stop it's so good so hands down everything else pales in comparison right now to Ted Decker's books <laughs> so wonderful I have to check that out because I love reading like Christian fiction and different like genres like that yes he and it's funny how it's like a branch out he has like the circle series and then he has a spin-off of the lost books and I guess he has like 12 books that all intermingle together. So it's almost like this is a long-term ordeal. Like you start one, you got a long ways to go. But <laughs> honestly, it's amazing. I recommend it for sure. That's so amazing. Well, friends, if you're a reader, definitely go, go, go and read those books. <laughs> Actually, uh, well. All right. <laughs> so like I mentioned, Heidi is an author and speaker, and she has came out with a book recently. It is right here. It is. P.S. It's going to be good. It is a book about God, how God answers our questions about faith, fear, and all the things. Um, Heidi, I just wanted to ask you, what is, I'm sure there's many, but what is the one thing that Lord has taught you while writing this book? Yeah, that's a good question. So about 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer and it was the biggest sucker punch in the gut. It was one of those times where I felt like I believed in Jesus, but man, did I need his saving. And as much as I, I prayed for healing and, and for the healing to come before I ever even began treatment, um, I did find out I officially had stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma and I would need to go through about six months of chemo and six weeks of radiation. And at the beginning of it, it was like, wait, wait a second. Like how in the world, like Romans 8, 28, could God ever flip this for his glory and my good? Because this looks really bad right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, even other things in my life where it has felt really hard going through a miscarriage and things like that. When I'm writing this book, it honestly is like a, col a, a collection of the last 10 years of my life, just questions that I've asked personally, 
Um, every chapter's title is one of those questions like, what if my reality doesn't line up with God's promises? Or what if the worst case actually happens? And when I asked those things, um, I followed behind these Bible stories and God really showed me his, his reassurance and his answers along the way. But as I was writing it, the one thing where it felt like God was teaching me and I was learning is that his redemption always comes. We will always see his redemptive hand over our lives. And it might not come today. It might not come tomorrow. It may not come even this next year. But we can wait expectantly that our God redeems. And that's just who he is, is our redeemer. And this book is just an example to me of how the Lord has flipped those experiences and those hardships for his glory and even for my good. And I'm so grateful for that, for sure. Oh, that is so wonderful. And that gives you a little glimpse into the wonderful book that you need to go get right now. Um, but plug it in. I am. I'm going to plug it 10,000 times in this book. In this, in this <laughs> I guess I will tell you what. No, but it's so true. How Romans 8.28 is some, one of the verses that is such a hard thing for us to grasp. Because in, when we're in the struggle and we're in the midst of the times that we're like, what? Why? What if? What's happening? You know, all these questions. And I think that um, you're right. Like this book really talks about how God's word through the word of God, through the living and active word of God, it can actually show you the redemption power. And I love how the Bible also talks about to remember, remember what has happened in the past. Remember how the Lord was still faithful. Remember how the Lord was still redemption, redemptive in the past. And that can help us to reassure us that he will work everything for the good. Um, and I think that's so wonderful that he even just taught you that in the midst of writing this book, because I know I originally want to write a book myself, and I think that's something that I'm going to be learning throughout every, any book that I write. But, like, it's going to be, like, a learning experience, and that's something that I'm so proud that God has taught you. Yes. Well, it, it reminds me of David in the Psalms when he he says a couple of times, like, remember the deeds of the Lord. So like yes. you said, looking back on the Bible that we hold in our hands, that's God's faithfulness right there. And also on our own lives, it gives like even remembering all these memories and how God was faithful to me, even through the challenges, it does re-up my hope for today when I face today's life struggles, right? I can look mm -hmm. back on his faithfulness and it, and it, it, it raises my hope. Yeah. For sure. So mm -hmm. That's what, that's one thing I love about your book. As it goes through, you know, obviously different people in the Bible. And it's something that, you know, you take, it takes place and it takes the word of God and it's, you know, just talking about it and talking through it in simpler terms and just being like, okay, this is, this is what has happened. And this is how exactly what you're going through today in the Bible. And you're like, what? I didn't know that was in the Bible. Like, yes, it's in the Bible. <laughs> I know it's so relevant. I mean, when you think of when people say like, oh, it's just one old book or it's so archaic. It's like, well, when we're standing at a funeral of a loved one, like we can look back at Martha standing at Lazarus, you know, when her brother died or like when our culture is going insane. I mean, we can flip over to Daniel and read about how, I mean, he stood strong in the face of a culture that was really set against God and, and hard for him. So yeah, the Bible is completely relevant with what we're mm -hmm. facing. And like, I mean, we know it's living and active and when we pick it up and actually read it. I mean, God speaks to us through it still today. So a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Yay. Um, 
now that we kind of have gotten into kind of the book, um, something that I have, you know, kind of seen through the book is, you know, these questions of what ifs, that mentality of what if, what if this happens, what if this happens, or um, what if I don't get this, or I don't get the job, or I don't have a child, like all these things. Um, what would you say to the friends that have that what if mentality? Um, they're caught up with the fears and lies of the enemy. Um, something that I have a quote from your book, it says, worry is an indicator to keep stress." isn't an indicator to keep stressing about it, but to go to God and pray about it. It's from chapter two. And I think it's something that is so wonderful. And I thought you could maybe elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I often will ask those what if situations in my mind, and I've once heard it said, instead of focusing on what if, what if you focus on what is, and that, that goes back to Philippians, right? It says, focus on whatever is true. Think on whatever is true. And so a lot of our what ifs, I mean, that's not true. That's something that we're fabricating in our mind. We're imagining and we're imagining different scenarios. But yes, if we consider worry as like feelings that God has given us um, in our body, then we can remember, okay, if my God tells me that I don't have to think about what if, but think on what is, whatever is true, then if I'm worried about something, I can just remind myself that is like my press point, my knee jerk reaction now to go to God and actually pray about it. Because mm -hmm. again, that's what his word says, right? Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. So that means when we worry, let's pray through it and allow his peace that transcends all understanding to take over, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I just, and you know, I, I go into the chapter about all things dashboard because I don't know about you, but I have all these warning lights on my dashboard. I'm well-versed in all things. When the check engine light is going off, it doesn't mean like, okay, now I need to just panic and, and worry about my engine as I'm driving down the road. No, I can bring it to the mechanic and he actually has the expertise, the knowledge to actually do something about it, reboot it, fix it, send me home with a good car instead. And that's, that's what God does. I mean, when we think of worry as an indicator like that, to bring our worries to him who actually has a handle on it and can do something about it and help transform our minds, um, then, then we'll see our creator really at work when we do that. For so, sure. Yeah. That's so good. I love how you're talking about the imaginations. Um, yeah. something I've been reading in like second Corinthians 10 talking about like the casting down the, of the imaginations. And I think it's often starts in our mind and what we entertain. Um, cause you know, it starts with a worry, you know, yeah. it starts with that worry, starts with that stress point. But then if we keep on stressing about it, that's, you know, it comes into imaginations and it comes into your mind. And I think, um, that worry it's, is an indicator, but it's an indicator to go pray. <laughs> it's an indicator to intercede instead yeah. of being, um, in continual worry or even in, in continual anxiety. Yes. No, it makes me think of in Joshua where it's like, God didn't say, don't feel afraid. He just said, mm -hmm. don't be. And I love so that. It says we can feel fear, but we have a choice from there. We can either mm -hmm camp out on it, dwell on it, let it consume us where it becomes, now we aren't just feeling anxious. We've now become anxious mm. or we can let that feeling drive us to God. And we can really cast that up to the heavens. Like the translation is literally like hurl it up to God and allow him to take care of it. And yeah. 
when I remind myself of that truth, when it's like, okay, I'm feeling fear, but I have a choice now of what I'm going to do. Am I going to keep camping out on it and dwell yeah. on it and let it consume me? Or am I going to pray about this until his peace comes? Because it surely is coming. That is a promise from our God. And so, yeah, that helps me remember when I'm thinking those what ifs, I'm in the fear like you said, we can, we can intercede and pray and, and God answers that, right? Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. And I think a lot of us are just, we're really just caught up in this like mentality of it all. And I yeah. think, you know, the enemy would love for us to just dwell on these things and just live in that world because in our reality, in our, in our world today, you know, people are just identifying themselves with anxiety or identifying themselves with these things that, you know, I pray that you guys that are listening can just, you know, heed to Heidi's advice and instead of, you know, it may be easier said than done, but, you know, it's a practice. It's something that you have to make a habit of and, you know, when they feel that worry, pray. Yeah. You know, make you be in your car. You could be at work. You could do it silently. You can, you know, you can even journal it. Like, it's just something that we have to make a practice in our life because if not, the enemy will, you know, don't give opportunity to the enemy. He'll come in and he'll try to still kill and destroy you. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Just like he came in with Eve and he planted those, like, did God really say, I mean, he'll, he'll yeah. ask things when you're worried. Like, did God really say he'll use all things for your goodness glory? Cause this doesn't look good right now. Yeah. And it really goes back to that. Well, actually mm-hmm. my God said, yes, he would. That's what yeah. Romans 8, 28 assures me. So yeah, if you're praying and you still are worried, I mean, you declare the truth. You declare, no, my God has yes. said this in his word. He has promised this. And so I I'm believing him, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Do I believe this promise of God? And when I make it black and white like that, Well, then I'm like, well, for sure, I don't want to believe the lie, you know, but it is again, focusing on what is true and God's word is truth. And so, for sure, yes, for sure. I love that. I love how just like speaking the word of God over yourself, not even just, I mean, yeah, we're, we're praying, but at the same time, even praying the word of God over yourself and having that in your prayer life. Um, like, like Heidi was saying that whenever the enemy comes in your mind is like, did he really, you know, I'm like, yeah, he did. And the Bible says this, <laughs> like there's power in the word of God. And it's also power in knowing the word of God um, and reading it for yourself. So I love that. I love that so much. So for some of our friends that may feel like God's plan wasn't how it was supposed like to go. They have their own plan. But really us girls, we have a lot of plans that we kind of make up, you know? Yes, we um, do. Like, you know, like you say with your cancer diagnosis, my mother actually had cancer whenever um, I was in fifth grade. That's right. Yes. And I was, I didn't really remember it very, very much. I mean, I I remember obviously it all happening, but I didn't, I only remembered, I don't know why, but I guess it was just that childlike faith that I had at that time of my life where I was just like, I wasn't even stressed about it. I was like, mom's going to be okay. God's got this crazy enough. But now that I get older, you know, we get older and we're getting, you know, we have more of a, um, you know, older, not necessarily childlike anymore. And we, we often doubt God in certain scenarios and we're like, but, but, you know, that was not how it's supposed to go. You know, I was supposed to be at this point in my life at this time. I mean, I could say that for me, I'm about to grad, I graduated high school, but I mean, I was not going to college, you know, I could say, oh, you know, I was supposed to be in college by now, you know, oh my goodness, you know, I could be stressing about like how this is not what it's supposed to go. And our plan can be detoured. Um, like it talks about in chapter three, love that chapter, by the way. Um, <laughs> but 
like the plans are often detoured. Um, what's some advice that you could give to these friends that may be kind of dealing with all these things uh, in this season of their life? You know, that's a great question. And I I feel like I keep going down different detours throughout life. And it seems like that's how God loves to work. But I, in, I instantly think of the Israelites when they were mm -hmm. freed from Egyptian slavery. What do we see? It says in scripture that God didn't take them down the straight path, yeah. the main route to get to the promised land. It says he took them in a roundabout way. And at the time, it could be like, wait, hold up. We've been in slavery for hundreds of years. Like, we are ready to get home. We don't need to take the back roads. Get us on the freeway and let's go. Yep. And um, But no, now we see with the gift of hindsight why God did that. And two main reasons that we see and probably many more. Um, but the first one, it says that if they went straight, they would go through Philistine territory. And we know just by Goliath alone that they were terrors. And so God knew they are coming out of no uh, an area where they have very little strength. And if they have the Philistines in front and the Egyptians chasing behind in the back, they aren't strong enough to withstand that battle. And it's a good reminder that when we're facing detours, God knows all things. We know some things, but he must know something that we do not. And there might be a battle that we would not have been able to fight in this season of life if we took the main road straight forward. Um, but he's maybe saving us from something we know absolute nothing about. Um, but I love that when he took them on the detour, I mean, that's when they confront, they're confronted with the Red Sea. And it's like, wait a second. Like we now have the Red Sea in front and they didn't even know at the time that Pharaoh was chasing after them. It wasn't like they had their iPhones and they could be like, oh, it looks like Pharaoh changed his mind. Like last they knew <laughs> they loved Egypt. Like he still was like, okay, you're, you're then just leave. But they were chasing and following him. They were following them behind. And if he took them down the straightest main route, well, these this enemy would probably be following them for the rest of their lives, like maybe even when they camped out in the promised land. But he had a plan to bring them through the Red Sea, make a way. But then that's what took care of the enemy so that they never had to live looking over their shoulder, scared that they were going to be recaptured. They they had a once and for all clear, like they're not coming after us anymore. Like they have seen yep. what my God does. And now he's making a way into the promised land. And that's another thing. I think when we are facing a detour and it feels like, how in the world are we going to get through? Well, we know the Waymaker makes a way, even through the Red Sea. But even still, I mean, he longs to give us freedom. And so wherever he's sending us, it's always for that purpose so that we don't have to live looking over our shoulder, scared of the past or even living in remorse. We can look ahead and go forward in the promises he has for us. Mm -hmm. so I would say when you're facing those detours, just keep moving forward in faith, knowing that your God is going to make away he has good plans in store and he's he's taken care of you mm -hmm. so I had actually read that chapter today oh, and I did and I loved it so much because I feel like I you know I feel like that's like a point in my life where I feel like I've been a detour I'm like okay god um <laughs> but something that I I literally like highlighted and circled a thousand times was <laughs> have you considered God knows something you do not yeah like I I know it's like 
we like to think we know everything, you know, and with our plan, we've got all the contingencies of why other plans would not work, you know, why this is the best plan. Um, but yeah, when we actually recognize, okay, I literally can only see with my eyes what's going on around me. God knows all things, not only in the natural realm, in the supernatural realm, in the future, from our past, in the present, like literally takes all things into consideration. It's like, yeah. okay, then, then surely you must know something I do not. And it comes back again to trust, which is so hard, but that's the call, right? That's, that's yeah. what we have our faith for. We trust in this unseen God. And that is really hard, but that's kind of what we signed up for, you know? <laughs> serving it's this so whole true. type thing. Um, so but true. yeah, it, it is, it's a hard thing to grasp when you, when you want control, but mm -hmm. submitting to him always brings freedom for sure. Oh, for sure. That, that question just convicted me. Cause it was like, don't you know, like that he knows more than you do. Like <laughs> you don't have to know everything, you know, like you have to have like a perfect plan or a perfect, like, you know, this is exactly how my life is going to go. Like, you know, a lot of people do and a lot of people try to do that, especially us women. We're like, I have a plan. I'm going to have, you know, five children in five years. Like, I'm like, I don't know how I'm ready to test But for me, like, I didn't like God like wrecked every one of my plans, which is so perfect because it's all to his plan. And I think my, that really convicted me even in like, even in relationships, you know, like I've never had a boyfriend before never even, you know, had that, that, you know, even a guy, you know, pursue me before. And so I'm like, God, you know, why is that? Why is that? And God's like, well, maybe you have, I know more than you do. Maybe he's not even ready for you yet. You know, it's just like different things like that, that God's been revealing to me, even through your book and through different things that, you know, we only see dimly through like yeah. that glass, that glass. Isn't that what the verse yeah. says? It's talking about like, you, we only see in part, we only see in part. Yes. And um, I think that's something that's really been encouraging to me that I only see in part and that's okay. <laughs> it is okay. Because the one who sees all actually has our best interest in mind. You know, when we remind ourselves of that, it's not like God is cruel and he's withholding things from us just because, you know, out of spite or whatever. No, our God has our best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. And the psalm says he withholds no good thing from those who do what is right. And that's us, the righteous has, has chosen. And so it's like, okay, if I know God isn't withholding any good thing from me and he has my best interest in mind with those two truths, I mean, then surely if I don't have it right now, he, it's for a good reason, you know, and it's only for my, my well being. And I think I'm so grateful. We serve a God like that, who, who looks out for us. Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. And that verse has been my life verse. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's like, a good one. He's not withholding anything. Like if it's not for me right now, then it's a not a good thing for right now. And that's okay. Cause he's not yeah. withholding things from me. He's not like trying, he's not like a dictator. That's like, Oh, well, if you don't do this, I'm not going to, you know, give you this. Like, it's not like, he's not that kind of God. He's a gentleman. He loves you and he cares for you. And I love also in that chapter where you were talking about taking steps of faith and that, um, kind of, you know, this wasn't where we're supposed to go, but you know, I'm going to step through anyways. I'm going to take that door that's been opened anyways. I'm going to walk through it. And I'm going to 
move in faith that you know even though I cannot see what this season will bring even though I cannot see even you know picture what the end of the year will look like for me like me <laughs> but or me even like a lot of girls that like are maybe you're a senior or maybe you're you know just kind of going through the motions of life right now and you're in your 20s maybe and you don't really have a plan but God does and he knows more and I think it's something that it was really encouraging um, is that, you know, make, taking steps of faith. Yeah. I remember when I was going through cancer, I was 23 and here I'm this single 23 year old and I just wanted to find my husband. And I'm like, okay, if my hair is falling out, like, and I'm going through treatment, I'm, I don't really feel like anyone's going to swipe right on Tinder for that. Like that is not something that I think I'm going to be in a season where I'm dating. And what I love is that's actually when I met my husband, I was giving my story during communion and I was just sharing about my diagnosis. I was sharing in John, how Jesus told me in this world, I will have trouble, but I can take heart. Why? Because he's already overcome. And my husband, Tyler was going to church up North, but he was just visiting that church for the weekend with some friends. And um, that's actually how we met. And I, I was so grateful of that because God could have sent my husband at any other point in my 35 years of life now, but he chose the short six month stint when I desperately wanted hope for a future. And it's like, I am so convinced of the goodness of God and now and his timing, how he'll even redeem us when we're redeem it when we're in the middle of, of the struggle. And, and he has got some unexpected fun surprises. Um, he's a good God and a creative author and yeah, he's got it all planned out and it's just a wild ride where we just got to hold on sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. we got to hold on. Yes. I got to hold on. on. Like, <laughs> Literally me on a roller coaster. I'm holding on. Have you seen that meme where it's like the guy is dropping from a roller coaster and he's like trying to hold on to God and he's holding on to the roller coaster like nah. <laughs> it feels like that a little bit sometimes, doesn't oh, it? It sure does. It sure does. It's like, you know, it's just, you know, you're just letting God do it. Yes. Like my friends are like, you know, you know, when are you gonna be looking for a boyfriend? And I'm like, I'm not looking for nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, God do it. Yeah, it's better that way. It is better. Sure. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not seeking after nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm God's going to do it. Yeah, he will. Yeah. He's going to make a way. Yes, he is the way. <laughs> well, he's going to do that for you guys, two friends. And so if you don't already, and I have talked about it many times, but go, go, go order her book. And it is everywhere i have all the links in the show notes below for her book and for her instagram and her her social medias do you have any more social media accounts that you would like to share on here i know you have your other account that you have um for moms correct yes i'm this mother hen and that's for christian motherhood heidi lee anderson is my main where i talk about christian devotionals with christian humor um i just shared on youtube my 15 minute testimony of the three miracles i saw from god during my cancer diagnosis and that's over at heidi lee anderson over there too but otherwise yes you can buy the book wherever you buy books my, it's on my website thismotherhen.com but i would just love to be best friends on social media so please come over and say hi yes yeah i saw it at barnes and noble and i was like oh <laughs> 
was so fun when you posted that. And in fact, we just went to Barnes and Noble this last week because I'm like, once you posted that, I thought, Ty, I haven't even seen my book at a bookstore. We got to go drive to one. And so we did this last week and it was really fun. It's fun to see. Did you sign one? I did. I got to write a little message on the inside. So it'll be fun to see who God lands that in their hands, you know, what they're going through. And I wrote a, a personalized message that I really hope encourages them. So it, yeah, that'll be fun. Fun That's to hear. so exciting. Me. Yes. I was like, so excited. When I saw it on, cause I was, I'm, I'm a book lover. I love Barnes and Noble. So I went to my Barnes and Noble. I was like, Ashlyn, my sister, I was like, Ashlyn, look, it's Heidi Anderson. And she's like, who? I was like, Heidi Anderson. <laughs> Yeah, you are the best. Everyone else is like, who? And you're telling the world, and I'm super literally happy. like, I'm reading your book at work at my hair salon. At the, at the I work at two jobs at a hair salon and a coffee shop, and I'm working. And I'm like, I'm bringing this book, and they're like, who's that? Mackenzie Anderson. Don't you know her? <laughs> best no that's the best it's been fun to hear people share like even stories what god has done there's one woman that has never been interested in church or jesus or anything but her sister-in-law um was reading it and she's like that looks interesting like what do you mean good like god wants good for us and she passed it along and different stories like that where it's like okay god is on the move and again back to what you said taking those steps of faith like we're we're called to just plant the seeds but it's it's the Lord of the harvest, the God who who brings the fruit and grows the fruit. So it's been fun to see how he's doing that with this book for sure. Yes. And this is your first, is this your first book? My first book. And I've got another one coming, I believe in two years, but this next one should be a hundred day devotional. And I've been praying what that should be about. And I haven't landed on anything quite yet. So I'm really hoping the Holy Spirit gives inspiration soon because I got to start this summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely whenever it comes out, we're going to do another podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, girl, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So my final question that I have for you today is what's some practical advice for the friends wanting to grow the relationship with God? You know, I love that quote where it talk, it says, baby steps still move us forward. And I've been thinking of that a lot lately where my little one-year-old Dottie is, start, she's taking steps. And I remember when she was first starting, like when she took her first steps and fell, I wasn't like, oh, come on, like get it together. You should walk by now. No, I was like cheering her on. Like, this is amazing. Keep it going. <laughs> Because I knew what was to come. I knew that the more she kept walking and getting up and trying, that she would be running soon enough. And I think of so often in our faith, I mean, a lot of it is just taking steps of obedience. And we may not always see the fruit every time we open up the Bible. You know, it may not be this humongous revelation experience. Like it may feel like I don't I don't really understand that part in scripture, or maybe it's just not your season where nothing left off the page. But really, when we continually read the word, we continually pray, we take those steps of obedience, like it still moves us forward. God is still using it to grow. And maybe later down the road, we'll we'll remember that verse in a season like, oh, my word, now that really applies to me or that really stands out or things like that. But I would just say to whoever is wanting to grow their relationship with God, the good news in James is God says, whoever draws near to him, he draws near to you. And so whenever you want to grow in a relationship with God, whenever you want to read your Bible, you read your Bible. When you pray, you can be confident no matter how you feel that my God is drawing near to me. And um, these baby steps are still moving me forward and he's growing something in me. So that would be my big I love it so much. Well, thank you, Heidi, for being on my podcast. 
Thank oh, you for having me. This was you. so much fun. Yay, I had so much fun. So, uh, friends, all Hailey's socials and more, uh, as well as links to her website and also links to her books and all the things will be in the show notes below. Leave us a five-star review or to subscribe to this YouTube channel as well. It means a bunch to the podcast. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Yeah. Yay.